Good afternoon, and thank you for tuning in again. I am Bob, and we're here with Alex. We're talking today about some MLS predictions. It's week one already. The offseason is officially over. Alex, what do you have for us today? Well, it's great to be back again, and uh, MLS is in full swing. Champions League action, opening week in MLS. It's a very exciting time to be an MLS fan. And we wanted to start today and, and talking a little bit about our favorite moments so far from the CONCACAF Champions League. And mine, absolutely, 100%, Toronto getting lit up. 4-0 loss. They're, they're eliminated now. They're basically eliminated. Um, they do have a home stretch, but they need to score four goals just to tie. They can't let um, one goal in. They, they need to close the door 4-0. It's not going to happen. That's really, really embarrassing for a team that just said goodbye to their best player and possibly one of the best players in MLS with uh, Sebastian Giovinco. Oh, Ali, Ali Curtis, welcome back to MLS. <laughs> you already dug your team a hole. So uh, I don't, yeah, I don't see them getting out of this uh, situation that they dug themselves into. And you know, you, you can't be representing MLS and getting blown out like that in the first championship. Now, that's embarrassing. There's nothing else to say. I do want to add that they were not representing the United States. That is a Canadian team. They are actually representing Canadian right. soccer, and Absolutely. that brings some hope and to They didn't life. get in the MLS way. They got in through the back door to the Canadian way, but still, they play in the MLS. It's an embarrassment to the league. It really is. The one bright spot that I did want to bring up is Griffin Dorsey. He was a Super Draft League, which I believe we were trashing on the Super Draft last time we spoke, but he seemed to have patience on the ball. He's playing that right-wing position. He was elusive, he had some nice crossing, and he was mixing it up. Some low crosses, some high crosses, sometimes he stopped with the ball, sometimes he hit the ball running. That's what I like to see from a right wing, and you know, as Red Bull fans, we are in right wing purgatory right now with one Alex Muil. There's not enough time to discuss Alex Mail right now, but we're going to stick to this Toronto thing. Uh, yeah, the kid looked really good. Uh, my concern, again, is uh, Terrence Boyd coming, you know, from Europe here, he did not look. He looked either out of shape or thought it was going to be easy. The penalty kick he hit over the bar to row 47. Into space. That ball still hasn't landed yet. I don't know if you knew. I, he he, he converted there. there. I mean, I think the score at the time was 2 nothing or one nothing. They were down. It would have changed the game. You could see the team totally deflated after that. and It was, just, it was an embarrassment. It really was. Now, Terrence Boyd is going to have to compete for time up top. Josie Altidore will be back eventually. We know he's often injured, often on international duties. Is Terrence Boyd a starter on this team? Is he a fill-in? It doesn't make a lot of sense that they're going to bring in that caliber player. Maybe he's going to play on the right wing instead? It's, yeah, it's probable. Josie likes to play up top. I, I'm looking at him probably on the one of the on little to the out wide next to Josie. And with Bradley, I think they're, gonna, they're still going to go with those big three uh, when they're healthy. and that's, They're going to live and die by it. What's very surprising to me is that the defense was, it was awful. Like the back four was getting lit up like a Christmas tree. And four uh, zero is not a good know, performance. Two, two weeks ago, two weeks ago they were playing they played an exhibition game in the USL against Aracuanalba's Las Vegas. It was five one, which I do believe is a record worst loss for MLS team against a USL team in an exhibition game. I mean they are off to a really bad start, and those things do not look optimistic in Toronto right now. They do not. Um, was there anything else that you took away? Of course, you had Red Bull taking a win. You had some other games this week. Atlanta, yeah, the Red Atlanta Bull game, went down. 
Yeah, we yeah we, we'll mention we'll we'll talk about the MLS teams. The Red Bull. We'll start off with the Red Bull game. I mean, uh, the team they played against really. Did, no offense to the Dominican Republic, that that was a USL side at, at best. It was a perfect you know perfect opportunity to go down there and get points. They put two on the board. They should have put more. However, uh, you know coming home, I don't see Red Bulls really having any problems putting away this team. Uh, they were they, they were attacking. You know the full the pressure. The team couldn't handle it. Luis Robles could have had dinner back there, and he wasn't going to get touched. So uh, I anticipate Red Bull moving on easily in this ma- in uh, this matchup. And we're going to talk about that in a little bit because these CCL games really matter with what the teams trot out next Sunday or during their next match. If right, you're right, right. down like Toronto, they're pretty much out. You can play it either way. You can say they have to start all their starters, or you can say just sit everyone. You're out anyway. It doesn't matter. But when we talk about Atlanta now, Atlanta lost the game, mm. but... It was 3-1 final score, I believe. They were yes, away, and they have an away goal. So if they win 2-0 in Atlanta, which may not be difficult to do, they're right back in it. How- yeah, I wouldn't count Atlanta out, but that Costa Rican team is very good. You know, well-coached, yes. a lot of speed. They're good. Their back four was consistent. Uh, Atlanta's going to have their hands full with this team. One bright spot I did like Atlanta is the new signing of Piti Martinez. This guy, is, to me, is already an MVP candidate. Uh to me, I think he's better than even Al Marone. Uh, and I'm just, you know, that's a big statement they too. Gel. Yeah, and then I'm waiting to see how they all gel with the new coach. I'm worried about their back line. In this game, they had Michael Parkhurst, who's usually in the center, played on the right. He was getting lit up. Uh, he didn't look too good on the right side. So let's see what happens. To come. One thing I will add about this home game when they come back, they're not playing in Mercedes uh, Stadium, the Dome Stand. They're playing at a college field, which – may not give them the exact home field advantage they usually have during the MLS season. Absolutely, but those fans are going to travel just a couple miles out of yes. the way. And the one thing that I really took away from that Atlanta match, of course, like you said, Pity Martinez, great. I was really impressed with Barco. There was about a two-minute, maybe, and two minutes in real life is a long time. I know we say, oh, just give me two minutes, and it's really ten minutes. Two minutes is a long time to possess the ball. Pity Martinez was just running around, guys, dribbling around him. He passed to Barco, and Barco did it for another minute and a half. I mean, those two guys are going to keep defenders on watch. Now, the play did break down eventually. I want to see a little more passing from them, but we know they can find the space. We know they can break some ankles, and it's going to be a fun team to watch during the remainder of this season. Of course, they are in a hole. 3-1, facing elimination, and... We're going to talk about how that's going to affect what we think about their regular season games moving forward. Yeah, and then so Joseph Martinez had some chances. Uh, he missed. He usually puts them away. Uh, that was another problem in this game. Let's see what happens when they come home. But again, like like you mentioned, uh, Piti Martinez, Barco Martinez, that front troika you want to call it, is going to be deadly in MLS this year. One concern I have is the new coach, Frank DeBoer, uh, coming from two failed last two failed stops in Europe, putting his stamp on his team. The back four, to me, is a question mark, and let's see let's see how they uh, react going forward. Absolutely, and the one thing you know about Atlanta fans, about Atlanta coaching, about the Atlanta players, they're acting like they already won it this season. We were on MLS.com, and they were talking on a podcast about what Atlanta's goals are this season, and it should be win MLS Cup again, right? That would be your one goal. What's your one goal for Red Bull this season? Win MLS Cup. MLS Cup. It's MLS Cup or bust, man. That's just it's how it's been since day one. People in Atlanta are already talking. We want all four trophies. 
They want Supporter yeah. Shield, MLS Cup, uh, CCL. They want account- U.S. Open or, Cup. Yes, U.S. Open Cup. They want. They want all four. Uh, and, you know, that's, I mean, that's just silly. Atlanta's new to the league. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Atlanta's new to the league. Putting all your energy in all four cups is almost impossible to do MLS. And but they're talking like it you already. Pick they're talking like it already you, happened. You pick a, right, you should pick and choose your enemies, and you know you're gonna have to sit out starters when you're playing three games in eight days, and very difficult to do. But they're already talking. They got big heads, and I think they're gonna go into the season and they're gonna underestimate some opponents. But this is MLS. This is the big time. They're all professionals for a reason. Any given Sunday. That's our NFL mantra for our NFL show, which you guys can tune into. We're going to be uh, recording and releasing a new episode this Wednesday. But now we're going to transition. We're going to move on. We wanted to talk a little bit before our predictions for the games this season about off-season winners and losers who are our top uh, winners, who are our top losers. And Alex, I think you wanted to start out with a winner this season. I'm going to go with the LA Galaxy and uh, re-signing his Latani Ibrahimovic as a DP. Uh, he, he did nothing but backed up everything he said last year in the limited time he showed up. Uh, goals of the year goals. candidates. Goals of the year. How many goals of the year candidates did he shots did he have last year? And they still have four DPs until the league figures out what we're going to do with the four DP. I'll make LA Galaxy the winner. They got a new coach this year, uh, Skeletto. Ex-crew player, Argentinian legend. He's going to bring a little South American style to the team. I think LA Galaxy is the winners. Now, what they're going to do with the fourth DP, well, at the time we're making this, we don't know. I think March 1st is uh, according to MLS. They have to decide what they're going to do. Uh, as of right now, I still like, I like what LA Galaxy has done. I think they're, they're actually going to have five DPs on the payroll this season, and the fifth is going to be Don Garber, who's going to change yeah. <laughs> the way the league works to make sure they have four DPs. It's happened yeah, before. Yeah, pretty... I'm pretty confident Don Garber does not want LA Galaxy to miss the playoffs again. So uh, No, and he yeah. does not want to cut <laughs> money from the league. He wants to let them spend. I can't see this being the way it is. And it was pretty – I think they had already passed a deadline where they could have used Tam on one of the Dos Santos brothers to bring his salary under. Uh, and they, they chose not to. They're like, nope, we're confident. We're, we, we got this. We're good. Gio's a real disappointment in my mind, and the money they're paying him, what he's produced, and, and the salary he's making, they can't unload him. That's the problem right there. And uh, well, I, I don't know what they're going to do. We're going to find out, though. We're really going to find out any day now. Absolutely, we will. And that takes us to our first off-season loser. I'm going to take the head on this one, and that is Toronto FC. We already saw them go down 4-0. They lost Giovenko who wasn't the best player on their team. He might have been the best player in the league. They replaced him with Terrence, I only sky penalties Boyd, who at that ball, we just checked, it still hasn't landed. It's still up there somewhere. U.S. reject, I might add, too. <laughs> U.S. reject. Well, I like how yeah. when, when you have a couple caps for the U.S. men's team, they don't say, like, former U.S. player or cut U.S. player. They're like, he had a couple caps, like Sasha Kleschen. He played a couple games for the U.S. men's team. He was not a U.S. men's team star. Terrence Boyd is going to follow in his footsteps. And again, who's playing up top? Is it Boyd? Is it Altidore? They're both kind of that striker position. Is Terrence going to be out wide? Are they... I mean, maybe it was depth for the CCL, but you know that. They're, they're gone. So it just doesn't make a lot of sense. Their biggest signing was a player already occupied. Do they think Josie's going to be hurt again? I don't know. This doesn't make any sense to me. They're a big off-season loser to the Toronto FC. 
I, I totally agree with you. Uh, and I, I know they're linked with a couple guys in Europe right now, uh, uh, ex-U.S. Uh, youth international goalie in Germany, I do believe, or France, and also linked with the uh, Spanish forward. But until these signings happen, what I see on paper, and the, that back four is just, oof. Uh, they're, they might be the loser of the year right off the bat. Moving on to winners, I think you had another one in the Columbus Crew offseason. Yeah, well, I mean, Colum- yeah, I really like the Columbus Crew new ownership. New o- team is going to stay to a loyal fan base. Legendary coach from the state, Caleb Porter, comes back to MLS, won a cup in Portland, ex-coach of the University of Akron. Uh, uh, they're talking new stadium, new ownership, wants to put money into the team. When you hear that, as a fan, it's not that excited. They're when not- the original teams in MLS, they, they, to me, they definitely the, the winner in MLS right now. Haslam and Edwards families, of course, they are the owners of the Browns, correct? And that's a team that yeah. was bad for years, and they're they're they seem dedicated. They seem like they're actually going to put the work in and turn this ship around. But I do want to point out it was a win win situation because the owner that was I think holding that team hostage with the uh, pre yeah. group he won too. He's getting his new club in Austin, the the city he wants to move to, and it seems like a win win situation. But it's a win win situation because MLS stepped in big time. Yeah, I mean, well, Columbus, one of the darling teams, you know, the original, one of the original teams, you really don't want to see them fold like that. And their fan base is pretty good, and it's a good soccer town to see an owner come in, buy the team, and try to be shady with trying to move without paying an expansion fee. That's all pre-court really tried to do. And that made the fan base mad, and it looked bad. I mean, Columbus looked bad. The city couldn't stop them or anything. If the, you know, if MLS did step in and the Haslam's and came in to save them, great. I mean, because that's, you know, Columbus, I'm, since day one, they've been a good soccer team. They, they won an MLS Cup. Uh, they're always in playoff contention. Uh, what's not to like about Columbus? And, you know, with the new ownership breathing in, I'm, things are only looking up over there. We also want to mention that they did get Pat Mullins from D.C. United. And that takes us to our next offseason loser. And I felt I was on the fence, but you were all in that D.C. United was an offseason loser during this offseason so take us there, Alex. Why is DC United well, a big uh, offseason loser? Wayne Rooney again with some kind of drinking problems and his wife down in Florida, and what, how they handled the the Acosta transfer to PSG. Uh, looked like he was about to go just before he traded down. And he flew to France, and the deal fell through. For, for those um, of you who is, haven't uh, followed MLS this offseason, that is uh, center attacking midfielder Luciano Acosta now. We don't know. He probably wouldn't have been a starter for PSG, but PSG was going to put some money down for him. And absolutely, the, the rumor was on fifteen, maybe even twenty million for him. And you know, to see that deal fall through, and I feel bad for Costa because at this stage of his career, this is probably the last time Europe's going to be calling. Now, whether he's going to go back, is he going to sulk? We don't know. That's the question I have with DC United. Just the way they all handled the whole fiasco, you know. He was going, he wasn't going, he's going, he's not going. To me, they make the loser of the offseason right now. Absolutely. They also lost Nick DeLeon to Toronto, Pat Mullins to the crew, and Darren Maddox to Cincinnati, which could be a big deal for depth, but doesn't look like it's a big problem because they do, of course, have the striker uh, situation handled with Wayne Rooney. But if he's not drinking, he's going to be great. Yeah, I mean, he's an MVP candidate. He, yeah, I mean, we could say like that. that. We could say that all the time. However, <laughs> like, do you think that he drinks any more or less than when he was in England? 
Is that a new thing to his career? To, he, there's two ways to look at it. In England, he can't leave the house. Everyone spots him. Here, he can leave the house. No one knows who he is. Yeah, that's, that's so fair is enough. Is he going out more now or is he going out less now in England is the question. He, I don't know. I mean, maybe he'll even pull like a Robert Kraft. Okay. <laughs> that's for the football channel. You got to yeah, separate. Exactly. Although, I guess, I mean, he is the owner of uh, the, the New England Revs in name only. So... But we're not going to touch that. We are not touching that at all. That takes us to this week's matchups. Now, we have a little format we want to go. We want to talk a little bit about the games. Um, Sir Alex put some uh, predictions in on points. Now, as you know, I'm still a little bit new to this MLS thing. So we're going to let the expert take care of that in just a minute. But then we're going to go on to our guarantees of the week. Both of us picked a team that we think has it in the bag during week one. Then we're going to go to our upsets of the week, the teams that we think have the best chance at beating the odds and overcoming. And then at the end, I'm going to go on a little uh, rant. We're going to take it to the toll booth and talk about sports betting because that is the show. It is a fantasy uh, football slash betting on MLS show. And we're going to talk a little bit about a few bets that we put in um, that, you know, all the, everything I give you, I'm putting money on myself. I can't guarantee it's going to be a lot of money, but I can guarantee you it's it's honest opinion and it's it's coming you know from a place of, of honesty. I am putting even if it's only two dollars, anything that comes out of my mouth, I'm putting money on. That's the same for our NFL channel. That's the same for our MLS channel, and we had so much good luck. Those of you who watched the NFL show know that we made a lot of money together last year, and we're hoping to turn it into some MLS profits too. But without any further ado. Sir Alex did a lot of work on his teams. I am going to say the name of the team. You give your prediction, and I think he went down to the goal. Is that correct? Yeah, I picked uh, picked the scores, and uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, you know, it's a it's a good time to start betting. MLS FanDuel is legal, in New Jersey. So let's see. Uh, with some research, this is what I came up with. I hope you guys like it. Okay, so first game, 1 o'clock on Saturday, March 2nd, kicking off the MLS season, is the Philadelphia Union. They will host Toronto FC in Chester, Pennsylvania. What is your call there? I have Philadelphia 2-0 uh, winning this game. We, we mentioned Toronto's shortcomings earlier. Uh, I like Philadelphia at home. Uh, their back line is young but very good. Uh, I know they just sold CJ Sapong, but they really don't need him anymore. Uh, Corey Burke's good up top. They're going to I I think they'll win this game easily, at least two nothing. I would agree a hundred percent there. Moving on to the two thirty game. Now these are both nationally televised. Um, if you have like ESPN Plus or something like that, and they are the only games in their time slots, so you know we're going to watch the whole thing. And that would be again Sunday, March second. Orlando City SC hosts New York City FC. What do we have there, Alex? I have Orlando 1, NYC FC 1. I got a 1-1 one, one tie in this one. Uh, both teams with a lot of changes in the offseason. Uh, still gelling. Uh, Orlando at home you know, isn't, hasn't won a lot of games that they should with that fan base. Uh, just team, the two teams that they're still trying to feel each other, that's why I'm going to go 1-1 one, one in this game. Okay, you got to do your uh, got to do your fans right, and that has not been for either of these clubs in the, in the recent history. <laughs> Well, if you know, I had to lean one way or the other, I'll take Orlando with the win two one. Okay, I'm 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 happy with the tie. I I don't know. Yeah, I mean, if you had, if I had to pick, a, if I had to take one out of two, I will always take the home team. But you know, these two teams are so many open. I mean, Nani coming to Orlando is a nice signing. Matriza with NYCFC, but 
I think both teams. But Nani's had two weeks of practice with him, and it could be on and off. Good pick. We're picking a tie there, and for me, for betting, I'm not touching it. We're going to move on to the 4.30 Eastern time slot. Now, you're going to have to pick one of these games to watch. Can't watch them both. But the first one there is Columbus Crew hosting the New York Red Bulls. What do you think there, Alex? Uh, A very difficult game. Uh, the pick, however, I'm going to go with the Rebels one nothing on this one. Uh, I think the Rebels are going to rest some guys in their midweek Champions League game, and be, based on that reason alone, they should go to Columbus and get the result. Like, and Columbus is going to have a probably sold-out staying energized, new ownership, new coach, but I do like the Red Bulls right now. They're, they seem to be playing well in the Champions League. Uh, I'm going to go Red Bulls with the one nothing win on them. All right. After that, at the, during the same time slot, we go down to Frisco, Texas, to watch the FC Dallas host New England Revolution. What, what do you think about that game? Uh, I have Dallas winning 2-1. Dallas, new coach, a lot of new players. Uh, new England, you know, <laughs> anything with Robert Crawford and I really don't like. <laughs> but uh, you know, New England made some nice signs, but they're on the road here opening day in Dallas. I like Dallas 2-1. Dallas always, always playing great young players, too. That's the, the one thing. Everyone around the league knows they 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 don't need all stars. Excellent youth program, yeah. With the Rebels, top tops in MLS. We have three games at six o'clock on Saturday, March second. The first is taking place also in Texas when the Houston Dynamo face off against Real Salt Lake. Uh, I like Houston two one in this game. Uh, I had a hard time being this game. I was going back and forth, back and forth because of the chicken again. I'm, Factoring the Champions League game midweek, Salt Lake, yeah. uh, Houston's already up. Uh, but you know, Houston at home usually plays very well. Salt Lake not as good on the road. Uh, Salt Lake has gotten better than last year, I think so. And so has Houston. But I'm going to go Houston. I'm going to go Houston two one with this one. All right, moving over to uh, Colorado Rapids host Portland Timbers. Uh, I'm, I went one one with this game. Colorado Portland. Uh, Colorado has a you know whole bunch of new players. Uh, Portland had a great year last year, MLS, you know, all the way to the finals. On the road, high altitude, cold weather, uh, non-turf. That's why I'm I'm going to go one-one with this game. Absolutely, oh, oh, uh, Colorado is still gelling. And if this was in Portland, Portland it would the easily road be a Portland yeah. win, right? Oh yeah, yeah, I wouldn't even. I would, I would, I would, I would, I would go with at least two goal win if Portland was home in this game. Awesome. We're going to move over but, to Vancouver, going up to the Great White North. They are hosting. Minnesota United FC, which is basically also Canada. What do we have here? Uh, I'm picking it up here. I'm going Minnesota 2, Vancouver 1. Uh, like as we mentioned earlier, shows, this is a big year for Minnesota. New stadium, have some new signings. I like Darwin Quintero up front. He's a good scorer. Uh, Vancouver has a new coach, got rid of a lot of players. Again, transition. I like, again, I like what Minnesota's done in the offseason. Michael Parr on the back. This is an upset. I'm going Minnesota 2, Vancouver 1. Awesome. Moving on now, there's only one 8 o'clock game, and that is LA Galaxy hosting Chicago Fire. I think we know where you're going with this, but how bad is the split? What do you have here? I have Galaxy 4, um, uh, Galaxy 4 <laughs> Chicago 1. Hot take. Well, I had it 3-1, but I changed it, uh, I changed it just before showtime. Uh, I don't like Chicago, I'll be honest with you. Uh, LA Galaxy, the new coach. Latan is energized. He's paid. Uh, he's going to create a little havoc. I like. I just like the guys. Galaxy are home. What's not to like here? 
what I, what I want to see from Chicago before I can trust them again is how this midfield is put together. Now, we know we have uh, Schweinsteiger and Dax McCarty in the defensive midfield. They're getting a little older, but they, they can still ball. Yeah. But then you have, you know, the wild card, Mihailovic up in the, uh, hopefully, in the center attacking midfield spot. And how those guys can oh, link yeah. up together is going to really mean what this team does this season. And I can turn on the Chicago Fire real quick. If I see them, the three of them, really link up and really have great chemistry together, I, I'm going to go from Chicago Fire being a bottom dweller to being a, a real competitor real quick. I love the Kim Mihalovic. I mean, you know, you, he just came in the U.S. Open camp. Uh, Nikolic can score up front. Again, question you hear it a lot is the back four with Chicago. Uh that's still a major question mark. Uh, but, you know, Schweinsteiger is going to miss a ton of games, as he usually does. Schweinsteiger and Dax together, though, you're adding yeah. uh, one defender. So you can have four bad defenders. Oh, no, no, you're they're, adding they're, one between they're, the two they're, of them. So. Yeah, you know, I agree with you right there, but they're also long, too. Dax is going to miss a couple games doing knick-knack injuries he's going to get. Schweinsteiger is going to miss some games based on that alone. You know, I, I, no, they are, I think they will be better than last year. They got off to a rough start last year. I still have to question their back four right now. Okay, from there we're going to move on. 10 o'clock. These are the two uh, West Coast games. So they're 10 o'clock. You can pick one to to watch. The first is the San Jose Earthquakes hosting Montreal Impact in San Jose, California. Alex, who do we have there? Well, both teams uh, have revamped their teams. San Jose has a brand new coach. Uh, I went 0-0 on this game. I didn't know which way to go with this. I'm still not sure what San Jose with their new coach is going to bring to the table on MLS. Montreal, I think, changed nine guys that have left the roster of new players this year, and they're also gelling. Based on that alone, San Jose was one of the worst teams in the league last year. Uh, I'm going to go 0-0 on this game. It was tough to pick a winner on this one. All right, and we saw with a couple of the bottom teams when we were doing like a little prep work, that some of the bottom teams, and this is kind of indicative of what MLS does, if you're not winning, you just flip the entire roster. And, you know, Montreal Impact is one of those, like, um, very, very busy offseason, and and we don't know. So we're going to find out. We're going to pause, not place any money on that one. Uh, We're going to wait to see what these teams bring to the table this season. When we finish up with the last game, that final matchup is in Seattle as the Seattle Sounders host FC Cincinnati, another wild card. So who are you taking here? I'm going to take Seattle 2-0. The only reason because they're home in this game, Cincinnati uh, coming into MLS first year, uh, which I think will be a half-decent team this year. I think they can contend for a playoff spot. But the first game out west in Seattle with that fan base, uh, it's going to be difficult for them to win. Uh, That's why I pick Seattle 2-0 in this one. Seattle's a great soccer town, and they have passionate fans. The one thing that always annoys me is that for every Seattle team, they really overhype the fans. Or like eleventh, eleventh member, twelfth player, you know, whatever they do for you know for NFL, they do it the same for MLS. Of course, a great town to play in, but they get a little on my nerves. They were the most annoying fan base in. MLS for a while for me, but that changed yesterday. And you know, you know, do you know why that changed? I think I sent you a text about it. Oh, tell me, Bob. Okay, so what I'm getting at, I was looking over uh, player rosters and you know player moves and who projected lineups are for each team, and I went over to Atlanta, 
and Atlanta oh, actually yeah, has a roster spot on their website devoted to fans and it says like you know number 22 atlanta united fans and i think that's like the corniest cheesiest thing i have ever it's, seen in it's, my it's life. pretty cheesy yeah to me it's pretty cheesy that's pretty weak okay now, now all of a sudden seattle atlanta they think they invented mls soccer oh. you know? <laughs> what are you gonna do Moving on. You shut them up. You, you know what I mean? You shut them up. You got to win the cup. Yeah. Well, you got to win the cup. That's how, that's how you shut them up. Until that, they're going to yap. Nothing you can do about it. Moving on to Sunday. Now, there are two Sunday games, one at 6 p.m. and one at 8.30. The first one, D.C. United hosts Atlanta United FC in Washington, D.C. What do we think there, Alex? Uh, this is a tough game for me to pick because uh, Atlanta's champ, uh, Champions League situation they're in i went 1-1 dc atlanta uh not sure how much energy atlanta is going to put in to try to win that champions league game on midweek and if they put all the energy in they're not going to be 100 percent going into dc who dc's home that's exactly on paper atlanta is much better on paper to me atlanta is much better than dc but the midweek game champions league so i picked a draw on this 1-1 okay again this this game what we're going to talk a little bit about more later But that's the big question, and that's where we're going to get our advantage betting. We're going to find out what they're doing for CCL, because right now it is a toss-up, but we're going to find out before we place our bets and see what happens there. Of course, the last game, Sunday, March 3rd at 8.30, LAFC hosts Sporting Kansas City. What do we think is going on here, Alex? Uh, We didn't mention Sporting Kansas City earlier in the show, how their Champions League debut they had, I mean, their Champions League game they had uh, midweek, which they were terrific. They beat Toluca 3 nothing. They looked real, real good. Uh, uh, you know, and that, they, now they have to go into Mexico and just not blow a three-goal lead. But since they're going on the road, I think they're going to play a lot of their starters. And that midweek game, then they have to go to LAFC, who was very good at the new stadium. LAFC was very good last year, a top-four MLS team in the regular season. I have the upset. I picked LAFC to win 2-1 based on the Champions League during the middle of the week. Uh, but Kansas City this year is going to be a very strong They're team. the better team uh, in this case. They are the yes, better team. It, yes. I mean, we, it, you know, they won. They beat Toluca 3-0. I think it's only second time a U.S.-based team being a Mexican team in a Champions League competition in 57 years by more than three goals. Uh, that's impressive. Yeah. I put a lot of energy into the game. I watched that game. The Gerson uh, Fernandez was fantastic. Uh, Nemeth was great up front. They have a lot of movement. Their back four was strong. Uh, Kansas City is going to be a very strong team, but this game, the only reason I'm taking LAFC is due to Champions League factor midweek. All right. So now we're going to move on, and we've talked about all the games. We're going to go first to our guarantees of the week. My guarantee of the week, LA Galaxy beats Chicago Fire at home. We talked about this game in length already, but I think we could just put it on the map. LA Galaxy beat Chicago Fire, Bob's guarantee of the week. Alex, what is your guarantee of the week? Uh, To me, I think it's a no-brainer. Philadelphia Union over Toronto FC. I think it's going to be easy. Okay, those are guarantees of the week. And now we're going to talk about betting in a little while, so I want you to keep those teams in the back of your mind. LA Galaxy and Philly Union. We're going to talk about them and what that means in just a second. But we need to go now. We had a guarantee of the week. We need to go to our upset of the week. And for me, that is DC United beating Atlanta. Now they're at home. We saw Atlanta put up a stinker, and now they need to play all their starters for CCL. They're in a 3-1 hole. They need to win 2-0. We'll do it. 
but you know if they gave up a goal, they got to score. They got to score four then. Ideally, they would have won and been able to rest their starters, been in a more comfortable spot, but the pressure is on this Atlanta team. On the other side, DC United looks good. Summer edition of Wayne Rooney. He's, he's had a seamless, we talked about that last week, a seamless transition into the MLS. You don't see a lot from veterans overseas. If his head's on straight, and I, I think it will be because he's he compartmentalizes. You know, his, his family life is one thing, his football field is another. Lucas Rodriguez was added at left wing. Ariola should be playing right wing. That's a tight combo. You have Luciano Acosta, who they retained, playing center attacking midfield. And he's coming off a 10-goal, 15-assist season. This DC United team looked like one of the best in the MLS over the second half of last season. And you can sign me up for this upset. Alex, do you have a upset pick of the week? Yeah, I took uh, Minnesota to uh, Minnesota to go into Vancouver and win two one. You know what we talked about earlier: Vancouver, new coach, new system, a lot of new players. Uh, Minnesota seemed to spend some money this off season, solidified the back line. Uh, they could score goals. They have a good dynamic scoring Cantero off front. They have a brand new stadium. Uh, they're very motivated. Uh, I like Minnesota winning this game two to one. We're going to finish up today's show talking about gambling because that is what we do here. So we're taking it to the toll booth. For soccer, fantasy is really kind of crusty, not really very fun. So we're talking about sports betting on your sportsbook with parlays. Now, for those of you who aren't familiar with betting, parlay is when you take the winning winners of two games or more, you take multiple bets, you string them together to make the bet more profitable. Now, there is always higher risk here because every outcome needs to be the same, every outcome you need to win to win the bet. So some people who are more experienced in betting actually consider this a sucker bet because you need so many different things happening, so many different um, wheels, and if you win part of it and not the other, you still lose. But that is what we're doing here. We had some success during the NFL season stringing three or even four games together and winning regularly with it. But soccer is flukier. You know, Alex will tell you, we, we, we're putting these bets out here. It's tough. It's tough. And MLS is one of the, the biggest where any team can win. So for this, I'm saying we should not be stringing any bets over two teams together. But we wanted to give a little example on how this can work and how it works with the money lines. So my example... And we played this for real, so you guys can put some money on this. I did. LA Galaxy is minus 130 against Atlanta, which means for every $1,000 you bet, you only get 870 in return. That is, of course, plus the initial bet. You'd receive $1,870 if you bet 1000 on this game. For us cheapos, that means for every dollar you place after the site takes a cut, you get $0.74 cents in winnings. So you'd get $1.74 back on a $1 bet. These odds are not great because you're not doubling your initial investment. And in the gambling community, we want to make sure that we're at least doubling what we get back um, to mitigate losses. So for this, in a parlay, you can stream different choices together to get better odds, but you're making the risks much more riskier. You're, 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 you're doubling the risk, if you will. So let's add Philadelphia to that parlay. Those were our two guarantees, me and Alex. Philly is currently sitting at plus 100, meaning for every $1,000 you bet, you get $1,100 in winnings, of course, plus your initial $1,000 bet. Again, for us cheapos, it means you get $0.95 cents 
winnings or a dollar ninety five um, back when you receive your initial investment. Of course, after the site takes a cut. But here's where it gets fun. Here's where it gets a little risky. Here's where we add to the odds. If you take both LA Galaxy and Philly together in a parlay, meaning both must win for you to cash, all of a sudden now a dollar bet, you're making $2.40 in profit and would receive $3.40 back on your initial $1 bet. That's what we're talking about this week and that's what we're taking. This morning when I was looking it over, I have a couple bets done for MLS in week one, but this is the one I really wanted to share. I put only $2 down on a Philly and Galaxy Parlay. If I win, I win $4.80, which would mean I get back from the site $6.80 when the game is cashed out, and that is my strategy for this week. We took it to the toll booth. Okay, that is it for week one predictions, MLS soccer. I-80 Sports is so happy that we finally have a working soccer division. Um, couldn't thank you enough, Alex, for putting a lot of work in this week. Leave us with some wisdom. Well, it's an exciting time to be an MLS fan. We've got another new team. Looks like a Champions League. Some MLS teams may make some noise. Some for good reasons, some for bad reasons. Yeah, and you know, don't forget, now you can bet on MLS games, and we're going to give you all the information you need to try to make you a winner. And, of course, the one thing we can't stress enough, you got to know what's going on outside of MLS. Just go to the MLS website. There's plenty of websites out there to give you soccer information. That can uh, determine which way you want to go, home or away, when that time comes when you want to bet. Week one, it's so exciting that we can bring this to you on time for the start of the MLS season. You can go to our website, which just dropped this week. It is www.i80sportsmedia.com. From there, you can find all our links. You can find our individual Twitter pages. You can find um, where in the Apple Store. We're linked right to our podcast. The Google Play linked right to it. Facebook, Twitter, our, our official Twitter, and our YouTube channel. You can find it right there. So that's i80sportsmedia.com. We're so happy to be here and to have launched that this week before the start of the season. And we wish you all the best of luck. We'll be there watching MLS games with you, and we will catch you soon. Have a great week, guys.